This morning, uh, we are continuing our new sermon series, Let's Climb, based on the book of James. And our focus is listening and doing. I'd like to share one survey result regarding how non-Christian people think about Christians and how we can share the love of Christ with them. It says that about 70 to 80 percent of unchurched people do not think that Christians' words and actions match. They also think Christians are intolerant and judgmental. Their view of us seems very critical. What they basically say is that many Christians are not live out the word of God and still tend to judge others. Do you think they just have the misperception of Christians? Can you say they are totally wrong? What are making them think about Christians that way? I don't think they are fully right. But there may be some failings we need to identify and should work on. Then how about Christians' view of themselves? Could it be much different from what non-believers think? One nonprofit organization asked a self-identified Christians 10 questions to know how well they are measuring up to the Bible's teachings. The questions were about how they would react in real worldly scenarios, and how they have changed after accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Based on their answers, the participants are classified into four different Christian groups. Christian far from Christ, and worldly Christian, good Christian, and spiritually mature Christian. I'm not sure if Christians far from Christ or worldly Christians could be the right terms to use, but I think we can understand what the, surveys results, what the survey results are telling us. There are Christians who are living apart from Jesus or are still pursuing this world. In other words, some Christians have never changed or are not that different than before. The leader of the survey project added this comment. Even for long-time Christians, just going, just going to church doesn't make us good, mature, transformed Christians. Jesus was a lover of people. How well do you love others in your daily life? Now, let's honestly think about ourselves. Do your words and actions fully match as a Christian? Have you, in fact, made any meaningful changes in each area of your life? Do your words and deeds 
reflect the love of Christ. We are all called to become spiritually mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Are you really serious about that calling? What have you been doing for that? Would reading the Bible or listening to the Word of God in a worship service like this be enough to respond to the call? James says, no, merely listening to the Word doesn't go far enough. Do what he says. Listening and doing goes together. In other words, you should live out the Word of God every moment in your life. James chapter 1, 19 to 27. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the words planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. You come to church to join worship services on Sundays. We praise God and hear the word of God. We are blessed and encouraged and emotionally feel good. We feel like we have grown one step further in faith. After the service, we often enjoy sharing our thoughts on a message with others. I mean, it is so essential and truly a blessing for us. But if there are no actions taken between Sundays, and if you don't even remember what you heard last Sunday, God's blessings for us would be very limited. It would be hard to expect us to grow mature in love and faith. As a result, you may feel like there are no positive changes in your lives, and that disappointment may, may make you think attending worship services doesn't impact your life 
as much as you desire. Some Christians join a small group or other ministry gatherings. That is good. They read the scripture passage together and share their reflections. Sometimes they discuss it deeper. They feel they have learned something good and have grown in their knowledge and wisdom. Again, that is really important. But if there are no actions taken between their ministry gatherings, and if they don't even remember what they discussed at the last gathering, they will miss out the blessings that God has prepared for them through his words. Then you will continue to struggle in your Christian life because you think you are making effort, but feel like you are not growing in love and faith for a long time and repeatedly experience the same kind of life issues without any progress. Then you may become less excited to join worship services or other discipleship gatherings, thinking or put low priority on church gatherings. Eventually, that decision will cause you to drift away from the Lord. It is a serious issue for us. If you feel that way about your Christian life, you need to get out of your own idea. Go back to what the Lord says about the issue and follow his guidance. James says in verse 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I believe all of, all of you have already heard of and know today's passage. Then why are you still failing in doing what the Bible says? There is always temptation around us. James chapter 1, 13 to 18. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly light, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Do you remember what Satan said to Eve when he tempted her? He said, you will not certainly die even though you eat fruit from the trees. 
In other words, you will be okay even though you don't do as God asks you to do. You can ignore the truth. You should be fine. The same temptation continues to be around you today. If you do not exercise what you heard, put it off or ignore it, at first it may seem like nothing serious is happening to you. You think you can stay where you are for now. But doing nothing doesn't mean you stay on the same spot in your life. Apart from the Lord, you will be constantly polluted by this world. And there will be serious consequences. The Bible says your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. If you ignore the truth and smoke, drink, continue on healthy habits or treat your body like your own, it may seem like you are okay until some point. But you will face serious health issues someday. You might even permanently lose your health as a consequence. The Lord teaches us about the right loving relationships with our spouse, kids, or parents. If you ignore his teachings and continue to focus your time and energy on your work, pursuing pleasure, getting power, or what you think is more important, Someday, you will find yourself in a marriage crisis or suffer from broken relationships with your kids or parents, not knowing how to resolve the issues. Then you may want to blame God for your difficult situation. But James says, God does not tempt anyone each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire. The Satan is deceiving you today, saying, Did God say you should put his word into practice? You don't need to use your time and energy for it. Ignore what God says or put it off. You should still be fine. But you won't be fine if you ignore the word, keep putting it off, or do not exercise what you, what you heard. It may seem okay at first, but eventually you will face what God wanted to protect you from. Going back to the Satan's temptation to Eve, he said, when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. The same Satan is deceiving you today, saying your way could be better for you than God's way because 
He could be hiding something better from you. Use your time and energy to do what you want to do rather than doing what God says. Your life will be more excited and fun for you. I was in a conversation with single people before, and they made some comments like this. I don't want a too sincere Christian spouse because the person would put priority on God rather than me. That makes me jealous. People are influenced by the sinful world every day and their minds could change at any time. If your spouse puts priority on God, as the Bible says, God will continue to fill your spouse with his love. But those single people still wanted to find a properly sincere Christian in their view because they think that would still be better for them. Many years ago, I happened to talk with someone who was saying, I am gifted with interpreting and understanding the Word of God, but not gifted with doing what the Bible says. Everybody has a different gift, and I think I'm good. I will continue to grow in faith this way. He thought that his way fitted him better than God's. He had his own spiritual confidence to allow him not to exercise what the Bible says. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. We know that there are Christians who are avoiding meeting together, who are interacting with people. Some of them even do not come to church because of that reason. They think that is better for them, whatever the Bible says. I know that for some cases, a relational hurt led them to that direction. I understand that pain, and you may need some time to recover from it. What I'm saying is that that doesn't mean you can go in the opposite direction. God knows what we need more than we do, and still encouraging us not to give up meeting together. We may be struggling at some point, but we still need to move on in the right path. I had a chance to meet a person who loved Reformed doctrine a lot. He was spending so much energy and time to debate or argue with people to convince them that he was right. That was it. There was no action after to do what he says. He didn't go to a church either because 
he thought, he thought that there was no church in Calgary. There was teaching Reformed doctrine, as he knew. He was not pursuing the Lord, but his own understanding of Reformed doctrine and pride. I have shared some examples, but maybe all of us are doing similar things in some area of our Christian lives. We often choose our way rather than God's way. We do what I want to do rather than what God says. We think we can pursue a better life in our own way. But our life will become more complicated and filled with pain in the end. You may not want to admit this, but when we think our way is better for us than God's way, we are playing God in our own lives. That is our own evil desire. And verse 15 says, After desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to to death. Christianity is all about loving relationships, loving the Lord, church families, and neighbors. If someone says to you, I know well what love is. I studied so many books and materials for a long time. You can ask me anything about love. But if the person has never experienced loving others, what he knows not be love. He'll be just, he'll be just his own imagination about love. If you are married, how did you grow in love with your spouse? You need to meet, spend time together, Learn about each other and do good things together. When the person has become more important than you and you want to serve the person for the rest of your life, you decide to get married. The journey toward marriage is full of learning and taking actions. If no actions were involved, there would have been no chance for you to grow in love with your spouse. We are all called to become more like Jesus individually and more like the heavenly church communally. Loving relationship requires God and others and direct involvement. What God says can be understood only when you actually put them into practice. When you hear familiar scriptural passages, you may think, oh, I already know this well, and it's boring. Remember that Christianity is not about me, but all about loving relationship with the Lord and others. 
if you have never put them into practice, you still do not understand the familiar scriptural passages that you think you already know. Simply no practice, no understanding. The words of God is not the foundation for your life yet because you don't truly understand it. Here is what Jesus says about it. Matthew chapter 7, 24, 27. Therefore, everyone who hears this word of message, word of mine, and put them into practice like a wise man who built his house on the rock, the rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew, and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. It fell the great crash. Where are you building your house on? The rock was sand. Remember, God is on your side. He does not intend to burden you or make your life more complicated. You were suffering when you were in the darkness. Your life was full of pain and worries without hope. You were a slave to sin. You are now God's children. And he doesn't want you to continue the hopeless life. He wants to set you free and wants you to experience ultimate satisfaction and fulfillment in your life. That is possible when you hear the word of God and do what it says. It is, it is painful for God to see that you are still tempted to ignore his words while put it up and live in darkness as a consequence without experiencing any meaningful changes or transformation. Let me read verse 25 again. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Did you get the two key words? Freedom and blessing. When you do what the Bible says, you will experience freedom and blessing in all you do. Some new believers asked me this question before. They said, when I didn't have faith, I didn't know what to do to resolve my life issues. Now I have faith and begin to see so many things to do in the Bible. That burdens me. 
I'm not talking about legalism. Let's say you are asked to visit, support, or serve someone who you don't know. Everything you should do would become a task. If you are asked to continue, you feel burdened. But when you do the same things to someone who you love, they would be totally different. You are not doing them as your tasks. You enjoy visiting and serving the person. All you do for the person is would be just expressions of your love. As you hear the word of God and do what it says, you will truly understand it and taste the love and the truth, the power of Christ more and more. And then as you experience the sweet fellowship with the Lord deeper, your life would more reflect the love of life of Christ. It is not possible for you to remain unchanged because God's love and power is transformative. And His love will flow naturally from your heart to others. Actually, you are not alone. He will be revealing His presence in you more and more. You will find yourself enjoying expressions of love in the Lord. Your life will be full of freedom and blessings, as the Lord promised. I believe many of you have made New Year's resolutions to improve your lives or to stop unhealthy habits. As Christians, you may also have resolutions to nurture your spiritual life. The most common ones are reading or studying the Bible or praying more often. These are important and great goals to set. But let's not stop there. I, I'd like to encourage you to add this. Bring the Word of God into practice. And let's climb together, supporting each other on our spiritual journey. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you laid a foundation for us and invited us to build our life on it. But there are always many temptations around us. Lord, let us be aware of temptations and get over them in your power. Please be with us and help us hear your word and do what it says so that we may build our life on your words and continue to grow in faith and love in you. We trust your promise and rejoice in you. Amen.